Set your phasers to sexy everybody to another episode of true north nerd this week we are covering shazam fury of the gods there will be spoilers because this is probably going to branch out into a larger discussion about the state of the dcu uh you'll see what i mean when we get there anyways before we get to that we have ryan hello we have kevin hi and we have Jen. Hello. Ryan. Yes. What's in the news this week? Ah, uh, what's in the news? Okay, so we'll start off with the sad news. Uh, we recently lost actor Lance Reddick. Uh, you'll know him from Fringe or more recently from John Wick. Uh, he passed away at the age of 60. Last time yeah. I looked, I did not have found a cause yet, or at least stated the cause of death. Yeah, it appears to be natural, is what I keep reading. Yeah. So, which I guess rules out suicide and things like that, which is which is good? Question yes. mark. Well, better to be natural causes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, John, yeah. And Johnny Reeves says, I guess they've, they've dedicated uh, John Wick Four to his memory. Yeah, it's it's too bad because he was like uh, apparently. So uh, according to uh, Mike Manola's Twitter, uh, Manola had just had like dinner with him uh, a week or two ago, or lunch with him, or something, a meeting or something, because he was also doing the voice of Hellboy in the Hellboy video game that we talked about uh, a little while ago. Yeah. One that looks like it was like completely and utterly ripped out of the comics. So, like, that's there's a, I, whatever it was that happened was definitely unexpected, I would say. Yeah. The man looked very healthy in all those photos and uh, all the photos, and he looked, he didn't look to be 60 years old. He's very young looking. Yeah. He was doing promo for the new John Wick <laughs> movie. Like, it's. He was being like fairly active on a whole, so it's yeah. uh, it's sad and and like it like also like it, I guess another com- connection to like the stuff we usually cover is uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's also one of the guys who was like a fairly regular voice for uh, uh, Martian Manhunter and some of the DC animated stuff. Oh, I think you're right. And he was in The Wire, which is, like, a great TV show. Never watched it. I missed uh, out on that one. Me neither. Uh, is it, like, especially, like, looking back at it 
now. He was like it, it, like he came out of that. Uh, that was Idris Elba's first real like go in North America. He also did like he was on so many shows and did like mm-hmm. a ton of voices for like a whack of things like, Oh, destiny, uh, a game that, uh, Ryan yep. and I played a lot. He was one of the voices of that. That's right. Yeah. He was one of the main, uh, one of the, the, the leaders of the different sects. And according to, uh, Warren Ellis's newsletter, cause, uh, I guess Lance Reddick, uh, voiced a character in two episodes of Castlevania, like the animated show that, Alice was doing the uh, was doing writing for mm. and uh, after they did voiceover he like uh, they they spoke and Lance Riddick was like oh I, I know very much who you are I really like your stuff you're kind of the reason I took this gig mm. which is like whew. he was also uh, the voice of General Lunaris in a favorite of the show DuckTales Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that's going to affect something. Oh, what'd you see? Uh, he is listed. He is Zeus in Percy Jackson and the Olympians, that TV oh. series that's oh. going to be hitting Disney+. Plus. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, very sad. Um, let's uh, move on to the next thing, unfortunately. Okay. Um. We got another Super Mario Brothers trailer. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, I saw it uh, when I went to see Shazam this weekend. It's very, very fun looking. Yep. I'm really looking forward to that movie. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be a good time. Uh, I did see some posts, too, that people were very surprised. I guess some people have had a chance to to hear more of it. And are very are starting to be very surprised by how close to the video game Chris Pratt has been was able to make his Mario brother his Mario uh, voice, hmm. since that was a big concern from the, at the beginning about uh, how he was going to sound. Hmm. So some of the early reports are people are that it's sounding okay. We'll find out. It's sounding okay. Well, I'm just, I'm saying it's okay. It sounds like, you know, they're, 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 you know, they weren't having problems with it or anything like that. They were enjoying it. So I was paraphrasing. Um, Here, let's, uh, hey, the Oscars were last week. Mm, yep. Yes, they were. Let's get a few Oscar points here because um, there was quite a few uh, geeky connections in here. Um, okay, Black Panther won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. But what they win for? Uh, best costume. Or costume oh, okay. Design. That I makes see sense. That. Yeah. yeah. And one of my favorite movies from last year, Top Gun Maverick, got an award for sound. Cool. Which also makes sense because there's a lot of cool sounds. You know, it's a, you know, jets and planes and flying around. Yeah. Uh, Avatar, Way of the Water, won for visual effects. Which makes sense because it's like, you know, a very visual special effects movie. Uh, and then getting into the big ones, uh, Brendan Fraser, you know, big time geeky movie guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He won Best Actor for his his uh, role in The Whale. Yay! Which is I a movie was... I have not seen yet. No, me neither. But I was still happy about that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and Michelle Yeoh won for Best Actress for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I was very happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. 
which was a movie that just started raking in the awards at this year's uh, Oscars. Yeah. Uh, he, oh, here we go. I'm going to butcher this. I'm sorry. Ki, ki, oh. Kihui Kwan. Yeah, Kihui Kwan. Thank you. Or also known, remembered as... Um, oh. Data from the Goonies. Short round. Short round. Yes, thank you. From Indiana Jones, uh, one uh, best supporting actor for his role in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And then I really Jamie, got to see that movie. You should. It's good. It's funny. Yeah, I, yeah. Haven't, I haven't sat down to watch it either, but I feel like it's a movie that I need two and a half hours to just pay attention to the movie and not do anything else. And I never had <laughs> yeah. that kind of time. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis also uh, won for Supporting Actress for uh, her role in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And then it also won Best Picture. So, yeah, it was a pretty good night for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Mm -hmm. Which I have seen, and it is a good movie. It's a very interesting movie. Um... So those were just the big highlights of the Oscars that I point that I that I looked up that I saw that I wrote down. I don't know if there's anything else that caught anybody's attention. Um, one thing about um, uh, sorry, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his so acceptance say, speech that was uh, like, and afterwards is somewhat heartwarming. So yes. uh, I didn't like I knew part of the story beforehand. So the uh, like the here the other part is kind of awesome. Which is, story are you referring to? So he thanked his entertainment lawyer, who was the guy who played Chunk, the the the, the overweight kid. Yeah, in okay. Goonies. I had already like I had previously known that he was a lawyer. Now I don't know why I knew that, but I did. Yeah, but it was kind of nice to hear that like. They were like still in touch enough that like that when he came qu- he when, came back to acting yeah he went and he he got a, an old friend of him to his to represent him yeah that's kind of nice and well, also, like apparently he he got a text right away from Corey Feldman so I guess they were still sort of in touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you say, it sounded like most of the Goonies reached out to him pretty quickly to, to congratulate yeah. him. Didn't he say Goonies are forever in his... Yeah. Goonies acceptance? never die. Goonies yeah. never die. Yeah. Which is cool. Like, it, it's... It, especially, like... It, I said, we hear all these horrible stories about child actors. Like, just, like... And, like basically if they're lucky, they get discarded and don't work in worst case scenario is even worse than that. But it's nice to see that like he came back after a 20 year hiatus from acting something like that. And Mm -hmm. he apparently is a good dude and he just managed to land a solid part in a solid movie that is going to be a great representation for him and his culture and also is a good movie. And the fact that he is so humble and nice also just like adds to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so. I, 
all, all the footage and stories of the different interactions afterwards that have been popping up, uh, just, they, yeah, they warm your heart. I've seen when him and Brendan Fraser run into each other backstage and how, like, just excited and giddy, uh, you know, they both won because they were together, they, they acted together in Encino Man. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And just seeing them, you know, it's, yeah. And then hearing, did you hear the story about when he, Ran into, uh, I guess it was at a convention. Yeah, I think he was at a convention or something. And he was in the green room and he heard Harrison Ford was there as well. Uh, so it was something before the, you know, before the Oscars. And he was excited because he hadn't seen him since they did Temple of Doom. Yeah. And his, his, I guess his assistant or was the person taking care of him came and said, Oh, Indy's here. Do you want to go? You know, do you want or an indie. Um, Harrison mm-hmm. Ford's here. Do you want to go see him? And he's like, well, of course. So he goes. He walks out of the room and he sees him talking to somebody. He sees him turn around and he's kind of he's got that grumpy Harrison Ford face and he's like looking at him. He's thinking to himself, oh, he thinks I'm just he's gonna blow me off. He just thinks I'm a fan. He doesn't recognize me. He doesn't. Uh, and then he's yeah, he just like looks at him. He's like, asks him, he's like, are you short round? And he's like, he goes. Yes, Indy, it's me. And they just have this whole Aww. moment. And it's like, oh my God. And then you see the footage of them run, seeing each other at the Oscars after he won. And it's just like, yeah. It just, Aww. you know, it, you know, it's one of those moments. Yeah. I do enjoy the, the internet memes now that are like, okay, moving forward, here's your new Indiana Jones. Why don't yeah. we get the, the ongoing adventures of Short Round, right? It's you not know. a terrible idea. No. Hey, that's a Disney Plus spin-off if I've ever heard one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and you could probably make it for a reasonable amount of money, so. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could do it for a reasonable amount of money now that he's an Oscar winner. I think his price check is or his well, uh, yeah, paycheck that... has gone up, but eh, maybe not too much, <laughs> but Yeah. That's so sweet. All right. <laughs> All right. Next. So, yep. so moving on. Um, so more some more Disney move uh, news. Um, so those Star Wars movies we were looking forward to, you know, being done by Patty Jenkins and then that Kevin Feige one. Yeah, they're not happening. <laughs> they've, they've <laughs> At been, least they've uh, been, for the time being, they have been shelved. Well, yeah. I I read they have been killed. So I don't even know if they've been shelved anymore. I think they just might not be. They're they're totally relooking, you know, reconsidering their movies for Star yeah. Wars and what they're doing. So it'll be a while, I think, before we see Star Wars on the silver screen. Yeah, mm. I I did. If I were to guess, and this is me just guessing, I would say the Patty Jenkins one is probably dead in the water, but the Kevin Feige one, I see, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at this is probably been shelved for now because yeah. he's Kevin Feige. Yeah, they, like, they, have, they don't the want to completely say no to him because yeah, they work with him on the other side. A, he is a proven moneymaker, right? Yeah. And he's part you of the guys want more Baby Yoda? Then I get my movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he has nothing to do with Baby Yoda. You want more Marvel. Oh, sorry. I got him mixed up with Favreau. That's okay. It happens. <laughs> I don't know who anybody is, so. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, back into Marvel. 
Um, I haven't every everything I keep reading says this is confirmed. I haven't seen it come out of the mouth of anybody at Marvel, but apparently John Bernthal will be returning as the Punisher. In that Daredevil, seemed, yeah, there's rumors <coughs> that he has been spotted on set, and because they they've started, I guess, doing some bits of filming and things like that, but. Uh, not, uh, I agree. That nothing seems to be coming from Disney. But, like, hey, we heard that about Daredevil and Charlie Cox on yeah. She-Hulk as oh, well. exactly. <laughs> and Spider-Man. Like, until the, they came out, they were all pretty quiet about it. Yeah. Cannot trust. <laughs> so, along with all those reports, now there's all the extra talk, right? So there's also talk that... Uh, he will be appearing in Armor Wars, which is mm. the, Disney, the Disney. Oh, I guess that was the movie because it was going to be a Disney Plus, but now it's a movie, right? Um, and possibly be wearing the the War Machine Punisher armor. Mm. Then there's talk that he will be in either Secret Wars or Captain America. Um, mm. I think it more likely to be, and then there's. The one big thing, and this is you know really stretching it out there. Remember in uh, Winter Soldier, there was that one truck that kept showing up in the movie and would like run into like Hydra agents as Samuel L. Jackson's trying to get away or Captain America, somebody's getting away. It just kind of it just would just get into a car accident just at the right time because they're going through an intersection and this big like cube truck would just smash into them. Yeah. The one fan theory was always that it was the Punisher driving this truck. Mm. And that was just a big fan theory. Now there's talk that they may actually make that canon by having mm. him appear in a movie with like Sam Jackson and then have that, you know, be you know, backstory get explained, blah blah blah. Which I think would be great. Why not? You know. Every little character and every little thing ends up being explained at one point or another or added in. It's fun. Why not? Hey, if they want to bring him back, I'm just happy that we get the Punisher and that it's still, you know, not another actor for a little bit of continuity. And yeah, you know, he was good. So we'll, well see. There's also like the the stories that Deborah Wall and uh, the the guy who plays Foggy aren't coming back. Yeah. Which I did uh, that is too. a shame because they were both really good in that show too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now it could uh, be but, just that whatever the story involves for some reason doesn't have the char the characters in it. Yeah. Um. I, it'd be a shame if they've recast them because yeah, like you said, they were very good, and we've already seen them. So. Um, I'm, I'm oh. guessing though, like like I don't know how much of like legal stuff we are going to see in this new series to to begin with, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. And, okay, oh, Avatar The Way of the Water. Uh, they've announced the digital home release, which then will be followed up by the, you know, physical. Uh, it will be available for on-demand and stuff on March 28th. Mm. So for those of you that didn't get the chance to see it in the theaters, it's coming our way this month. Next Excellent. week. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, you did you see the rumor that Avatar three may be nine hours long as re and released as a TV series on Disney Plus? 
No, I didn't see that. That's awesome. <laughs> Hilarious. And But no, I had not seen that. Where'd you read that? Where did I read that? I know <laughs> I did. Um, Avatar 3. Right, well, Kevin looks that up. Ooh. Um, so last episode, we talked about the brand new cast list for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Mutant Mayhem movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day after we recorded, we got the trailer for it. Yay. Yeah. Which and, we saw on the big uh, screen. I, I quite liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm, it, I I think is probably going to surprise certain people. But mm-hmm. I think it's going to take me a little bit once we actually sit and watch watch it to get used to the art style. Because yeah. it's very stylized. I agree. Mm. But but that also helps it. I think, yeah, you know, no, I'm not. It's not necessary. It's not a bad thing. It's just no, like you said, just you just got to get used to it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, any luck, Kev? Yeah. So there are various uh, websites reporting this, including MovieWeb.com, uh, and they say, according to the Hot Mike with Jeff Snyder and John Roca. A nine-hour-long cut of Avatar 3 is currently being developed with the intention to release it as a limited series on Disney+. Plus. plan is to release the, the uh, nine-episode series on the streaming platform following the release of the much shorter but probably still really long theatrical cut, which is due to land in theaters on the 20th of December, 2024. Oh, oh okay. so they're going to do it, show the movie, and then... Uh, that, I, I hope they don't do that. I'd they're going to do two... The same well, version, only one's going to be like an extended edition. Yeah, and that's going to be the TV so there'll show? be like the three hour version that get resu- gets released Ugh. at theaters, and then there'll be a nine hour cut that Cameron has. So, uh, this guy, uh, Snyder, is claiming that uh, at the end of last year, director James Cameron, Cameron has handed in a nine hour cut of Avatar 3, and that the filmmaker is insisting on doing the visual effects work. For this cut, all nine hours would get fully VFXed, and then the director will cut it down. Wow. So That's one if, hell of a director's cut. If that <laughs> is to, correct, then, of course, Disney's going to be like, well, we got to do something with this nine hours of video visual effects that we've paid yeah. for. Uh, so we'll Yeah, release. that makes sense. Hmm. Assuming any of this is true. but Yeah. Well... I don't want to watch the one that just came out, and I definitely don't want to watch a nine-hour version. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> ooh. So we're kind of on a little excited to see The Flash. We've got some yeah. happy feelings towards this movie, right, at the moment? Yeah. That Flash trailer looks pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. it does look good. So... Someone has seen this, and they're, and they're talking. They've seen the whole movie. Tom Cruise has yeah. seen The Flash. I read really? that. Yes, apparently not he, the person I would have expected to be commenting about well, this. And apparently he went to the, spoilers. He went to well, no, he's not saying any spoilers, but he went oh. to like the president of Warner Brothers and was like, "Hey, I want to see this movie." And and I'm Tom Cruise, so give it to me. Yeah, and you know, well, <laughs> DC he gets been, what DC wants. Yeah, and he just made him all kinds of money with top, with Top Gun, right? So, um, so they sent a Warner Brothers representative to his house, who stayed there with him while he watched it to take the copy back with him, right? Because it's one of those you know they can't let it out of their sight. And 
I guess afterwards he phoned up the director and I guess anybody he's talked to about it has had nothing but praise for this movie. Hmm. Um, and then even this, so even James Gunn, so the new head of DC movies and stuff, he's claiming, and I quote, I will say it here that the flash is probably one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. Hmm. Oof. Huh. So that, those are big words. That's, that's a really high bar to set for this yeah. movie. Now, and with all that, remember it was like months ago we were hearing people talk saying that they thought it was going to be a greater superhero movie than Dark Knight. Uh, than Dark Knight. Yeah. Hmm. The second of the uh, Nolan. Yeah. So. No, it's, well, it's got twice as many Batman in it as that one. <laughs> yeah, and and, like, and probably three times as many flashes. I think there's, a, there's a, yeah, who knows, but uh, yeah, high praise is coming out of uh, the out of Hollywood for uh, for the Flash. Well, hopefully, you can live up to it. Yeah, let's hope. That honestly just lowered my expectations of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, don't go into it. I'm not going into it with big expectations. I'm just, I'm happy to see Michael Keaton Batman, and I'm happy that we're getting a Batmobile to action uh, toy. And if you want to hear my thoughts on that, you can tune into the next episode of Tales from the Collectiverse. Plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug, plug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I pre ordered mine today. But, uh, okay, so moving on. Um, ooh, so we're going to be talking about Shazam. So I found a little new story about Zachary Le- Levi. Um, apparently he is in talks with rights holder Warner Brothers um, about making a movie sequel to Chuck. I heard that. Yeah, it sounds like he's been wanting to do it for years, uh, pretty much ever since the success of the, um, the Veronica Mars Kickstarter movie campaign. Because that made him, you know, so he sees his thought was, see, people are, they, people want to see these movies, that, these shows that they enjoy. They want follow up. They want a movie. They, they, they want more of that stuff. And I guess Warner Brothers holds the rights to it. And I guess so his thought, you know, sounds like now he's like, hey, I'm your superhero. I'm Shazam. We're working together. Why don't you give me a permission to make this? I loved Chuck. It was it was a favorite show of mine when it aired. When it's got to be fifteen years ago that that went off the air. Now, yeah, mm. uh, and it ended sad. Yeah. So if they could do a movie sequel that gave us a happier ending, I would be all for that. Yeah, I don't think we made to to the ending. We watched good chunks of it. If not, how do you remember how many seasons we watched, Brent? At least three or four. Because yeah. I think there's five. Yeah. I don't know. I, I own them all. Three then. So you can borrow them. <laughs> yeah, but then we got to start over again. Yeah. The same thing happened when we were watching um, Burn Notice. We got almost all the way to the end and then kind of just met <laughs> petered out. Oh. So I've been, there's a new. Have you guys seen? Has, has anybody other than me seen the new TV series True Lies? No, I have not no. watched that. Okay, so I didn't it's, know it was a thing. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> loosely based on the movie, and I say loosely in that in the first episode, yeah, he's a spy. His wife and kids, kids don't know it. By the end of the first episode, 
she finds out, and now she's a spy. Um, to me, the way this show the show is portrayed and and the 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 system that the the company they work for, the agency, whatever they work for, everything it just to me it's like wow, this is Chuck. They they just they stole Chuck. Other than the the super supercomputer powered stuff, it's like yeah, it, it's Chuck. And not as good as Chuck. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's my two cents on that one. Side note, uh, James Cameron, put, uh, the, quit remastering, you know, True Lies and the Abyss and put them on streaming, please. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I want to watch The Abyss. Um, oh, yeah, and my uh, last bit of news. Wait, scroll, scroll, scroll. Yep. Uh, so with Russell T Davies now in charge of Doctor Who, um, there's more and more talk of we're going to be getting uh, spinoff shows, and the yeah. first one will focus on Unit, and will star Gemma Redgrave, and she will play Kate Lethbridge Stewart. So it'll be the role she has been uh, she has portrayed in a couple seasons now, a couple different episodes she's she's shown up. So um, did yeah. every did everybody watch the last episode of Doctor Who? Joe, yes, I'm no. still catching up. Oh, still catching up. Okay, well, uh, uh, Kate had a couple of agents working for her too, and, and this is public knowledge, and it was it was spoiled bef- well before it aired, so I'm not giving anything away there. But Tegan and Ace from the original series were working for Kate Lethbridge Stewart in uh, in the uh, season finale of Doctor Who, so I'm hoping that if we do get this unit series, that uh, Tegan and Ace and maybe some other old companions from the original show might show up uh, on the regular. See, it's funny you mentioned that. I do remember hearing something, reading something like a week ago or so, and maybe it wasn't for this one, but of a potential other spinoff involving, um, um, shoot. What was her name? Martha? No. Martha Jones. Was that the second one? Donna? The second companion? Not she Donna. was the second companion yeah. of uh, yeah, one the, season. Martha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Martha. Yeah. After Rose came Martha. Yeah. Because in the middle, we did see her doing doing adventures back when the, in those final episodes of David Tennant's run. She was working yeah. for Unit 2 at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But so was so, Mickey. And that and guy. They were together, is not, weren't they? Yes, but that yeah. guy is blacklisted now because he's like some kind of sex offender or something. So, oh, so yeah, he he's not coming back. Show. <laughs> he can be recast. Yeah. He could be easily killed off before the show started. Let yeah. me. Uh, I'm going to. That I'm going to look that up because I don't want to slander allegedly. the man. Allegedly, right now. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. But oh, yeah, uh, anytime somebody gets allegedly allegedly played accused. by Noel Clark. And let me see here. Sexual misconduct allegations. Yes. Oh. He, uh, um, there were 20 allegations of uh, verbal abuse, bullying and sexual harassment. And then yes. the Guardian had spoken to by the next day, the Guardian had spoken to further six allegations with al- uh, six women with allegations against Clark. Yipes. Ah, yep. He won't be back. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> he's not in the show. I doubt it. 
Uh, well, that's it for me for news. Anybody else got anything interesting? Um, did you hear about Willow, the TV series? Doesn't look like it's coming back for a series two. Do you now you mentioned that I did. Um, well, at least I saw what, two things. I saw one that said it's canceled, and then another was like, well, it's not canceled. Yeah, but it's not coming back right away. Right. That's so. there were uh, there were two two sort of releases. One that it was canceled, and within twenty four hours, it was like, no, 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 it's not. Uh, it's not canceled. We're just uh, we're just putting it on hold for now. But I don't think I don't think it did well enough for Disney Plus for it to come back. Well, oh, that's not. too bad. I, I can kind of understand that. Like it was a, a single movie that was released what early eighties, mm-hmm. and hasn't really had any hype or any other than you know people like your you know like us or yourselves or even you yourselves because I didn't even see the whole thing really until last couple of years. Um, I haven't watched it yet either. No, but I mean Willow. Oh, I oh. watched the the series, but no, like the first time I think I sat down and watched the whole movie was the time we watched it together. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, but it's not big enough that it's out there. It's kind of you know like the Ewok movies. People, some you know, some people know about them, or the Dark Crystal. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's all the news I had really. I think I've got nothing. Oh, I got nothing. Okay. Oh, one last thing here, Kevin. Oh. You know about this. Um, I hear that I was seeing a bunch of stuff. The new Tron ride has has started, right? At Disney? Um, it is still officially in previews, but it's in public previews now. Um, if you go to the Magic Kingdom, there is a chance you will get on it. You can get on it. It's oh. open uh, intermittently. They have done annual pass holder, Disney Vacation Club, and cast member previews for it already. So, um, yeah, it's... It is in working order, and the previews have gone so because they do that for test and adjust for the for the opening crew, so they know exactly how to operate the ride. Yeah. And apparently, it's gone so well that it's probably going to open earlier than its official opening date, which I believe is April fourth. Uh, hmm. And and with that, of course, we get all kinds of new Tron merch. Well, yes, that, I that watched, you can get at the park. I watched a video that was on one of my friend's YouTube channels about all the merchandise for Tron and those action figures that you can put your own face and voice into. Those are pretty that's cool. That's what I was going to talk about, yeah. The the <laughs> interesting thing with those is that's just recycling of figures they already had. <laughs> they're, I guess they're just – because the, the when the movie came out, they had figures with – like they were uh, probably around – 10 inch to 12 inch like like those ones that had a screen where the face lit up like that but i guess they figured out like they've just taken a step further where they can instantly program what the face looks like mm. but oh i it's i thought of I, you when I, I was when i was reading about that today yeah you i, get I to, they make you you get to go if you buy it it's like they're like 90 dollars american and as part of it, you need to go and you record like half a dozen lines of, of dialogue for them to program into the action figure. Yeah. It's yeah. I I like the jackets. The jackets, the, jackets, come, the identity discs. The identity mm-hmm. disc is part of the jacket and comes off. And there's That's backpacks the, uh... too, aren't there? Yeah, there's backpacks. Yep. There's some cool water bottles. 
I think, and, and there's some retrotron about... stuff there that they're not showing off as much. Yeah, like there's a retro identity disc. That, oh, cool. Yeah, that's and uh, Super Seven is making a bunch of uh, those, those reaction, reaction figures, figures. Yep. Mm-hmm. complete with light bike. Like there's the, also a the ton Tron. of um, Flynn's arcade merchandise t-shirts. Yep. And, yep. Uh, and there's a uh, there's something that uh, there's a, is there a, 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 like a portable video game that's got the original Tron joystick controller on it. I. Do you know if it was a video game or if it was just or, a a thing? Yeah, like a, I know that the 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 figure packaging looks like an arcade box, like mm-hmm. they've gone to yeah. that style. Um, they've read something in the details when I'm talking about the uh, those uh, programmable figures. There was just something that you'd also be able to use it with other merch, but then it didn't go into it because it was just an article about the action figures. So I wonder if you can if that's if the if there's some way that if you get the, the the action figure with the recordings and all that that you can download that into the identity disc or something like that to personalize yeah. your stuff. Because the, uh, the identity disc on the jacket is also a speaker, like a Bluetooth speaker. So. I don't know. It's cool. It's good to see Tron stuff. It'll be the, hopefully we the only new- thing about it that I find interesting is it's it's a pro yeah it's a property that Disney owns and I know this north the North American version of this coaster has been working in the works for a while but uh, like yeah it's there is nothing over- Tron like nothing right now other than this ride no like there's no show there's no movie. We well, keep hearing movie, right? that there's going to be a movie, but like we've been hearing that since a, the last one came out. Isn't there talking of a Jared Leto Tron or something? Yeah. Yep, we, we covered it on the show a couple yeah. weeks ago, but again, it's still like it, it's in the works, but it's not out. Who knows when it'll actually get made and put out if it does at all, right? Mm. Like, like it's even like say everything goes swimmingly, we're not going to see that movie for like like two years minimum well i mean they they build rides based on old movies all the time so yeah but they're usually aren't they usually old popular movies (laughs) it's like tron has like don't get me wrong i love the first tron and i really like the sequel to to it but it's not like they did like star wars numbers or anything like that but they're also not building a whole world around it it's one ride which was a cool ride with, a mer- with merch. The merch they're selling is, the, you know, they don't, all the people that are going to be going and spending the money on the merch are us. There's the people that are the fans of the first and second one movies. Yeah. Like, if you're dropping, or you're a collector, because, you know, if you're dropping $90 on this custom action figure, you you got to love Tron. Or you want it yourself as an action figure. Yeah. I don't know if I do the action figure, but some of the other stuff I definitely yeah. would want. I think I, right. if I want a personal action figure, I'm more. I think I'm more in line with the Hasbro versions than just my face on a screen. Well, they have the yeah. Avatar ones over at Animal Kingdom, yes. where you get scanned and they and then they 3D print a, a an, an Avatar figure. version of you. Yeah. Which you don't hear a lot of. I didn't even hear about that one until I saw it. I heard watched it in a video in all of uh, from the Major Brothers. When they went and did their big Disney trip. Yeah. 
those are wrestling guys that mm. like toys and stuff. Um, but yeah, so there you go. That's it for me for news. Alrighty, so let's uh, let's get into the meat of it. All of us saw at uh, well, the three of us saw it at one time, and Kevin saw it the the other time. I did. Uh, we saw Shazam. Shazam. Saying it, saying it like that because there is an exclamation point in there. Yep. Theory <laughs> of the Gods, uh, Ooh, starring a whole whack of people, including Zachary Levi and. Uh, Helen Lucy Mirren. Liu and Helen Mirren and Jajamon Hewson. Um, this is a follow-up to Shazam uh, that was released in 2019. Um, uh, I will say now, uh, at least by the time we get to me, there will be spoilers. So if you want to go into this movie without talking about or knowing about the spoilers, leave the podcast now, come back, listen to it after you've seen it. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. This has been your warning. Uh, yep. All right. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Go, okay. Jen, go. I really, really liked it. Um, I was a fan of the first Shazam movie because I like the more funny, lighthearted type of a superhero movie. And, you know, I tend to find DC very dark. I think this is also why I'm looking forward to Flash, by the way. It seems to have its lighthearted moments. But anyway, um, so I, I thought it was a really good continuation of the first one. Um, it it made me tear up a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, I liked that all of the kids still had their powers. And, you know, uh, Billy was trying so hard to kind of hold them all together. Um, I loved that it was just enough removed from actual mythology that I didn't care. Because I'm like, oh, basically they used the word Atlas and the word God, and that was about it. Other than that, it had nothing to do with Greek mythology. So it did not bother me at all. Um, I loved the dragon. was so awesome. Mm. I loved the ending. I love stories where the hero has to sacrifice at the end. I don't know why. But I really I, I like that when you have those kinds of stakes, that you can't have everything for nothing. That there, something has to be given. So I liked that Billy, here's the spoiler part. I like that Billy sacrifices himself at the end temporarily. But anyway, um, I think Zachary Levi does a really good job as acting like a child. <laughs> Take that with you as you will. Um, my only real criticism was that I thought that it didn't really hit its stride until about midway through. It was a little bit stumbly at the beginning. Um, and I think that was more because you didn't quite know who the bad guy was. Like, you knew, I knew right off the bat Lucy Liu was going to be the big bad at the end because that's just how she was acting. And you knew that Anne was going to be, you know, the foil. But Helen Mirren's character was kind of wishy-washy in the middle. I loved her, don't get me wrong, but I felt like she didn't really have a strong enough conviction until the end where she picks a side, basically. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, but I really, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, the part that made me tear up was when uh, his mom, his foster mom, asks to see him uh, one more time as his, as himself before yeah, he flies off. That did it I was to like, me too. <laughs> and I love that the whole like point of the story was that Billy just. And the, the first movie, too, is that Billy just wants a family and he wants to belong. And that 
that part made me cry because he's had it all along, but he was holding on so tightly he didn't even see it. And I thought that was so sweet. Uh, I love the parents. They were hilarious. And at the very end, I love the cross stitch that said, no shazamming in the house. (laughs) What was it? Um, Respect the cross stitch. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it had a lot of good moments. Um, I mean, I, I, yeah, that's all I have to say on it. I really liked it. (laughs) All right. Next. Let's go next. I'll chime in. Uh, I agree. I I also liked it. Uh, I thought it had a really... There was, uh, throughout the whole movie, there's a a bunch of good little side throwaway things, like um, when he's got the home inspector there, like the insurance guy or whatever, he's like, I I swear, the house just just keeps getting hit by lightning. And it's like, it's not a main thing, but then he comes back later, he's like, oh, this is, is this why the house keeps getting hit by lightning? It's like, I didn't even mention the unicorns. Oh, yes. <laughs> I well, like elbowed Brent and I was like, oh, dude, if there's an epic fight with unicorns, this is my favorite movie of the year. I could, I could <laughs> hear your anticipation growing as soon as they heard, said the words <laughs> unicorns. I could hear the <laughs> and like, like your hands shaking on the chair. And, and then I whispered to Brent as soon as she threw out the, the Skittles, I went, taste the rainbow. <laughs> Before they even said that, and then of course... Taste the rainbow, mother. <laughs> like, oh <Yeah>. my. <laughs> so good. Yeah, the little girl was very good. And the actress She's that adorable. plays the little girl when, when as Shazam did a great job of portraying herself as, like, what? Like, a, oh, how old do you think that little girl is in this? Oh, uh, like, like eight, nine? Eight, ten years old? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so the actress who portrayed her is now 15. So, but the character is not fifteen. No, but like, man, man, she Maybe must 10? be short. Yeah. Um. Now, one thing too, I kind of feel bad for the guy that plays Billy, uh, because you don't see him. He's not Billy a lot in this movie. Mm, no, he he was definitely more Billy in the last movie than this one. Yeah. Yeah, but the movie is called Shazam. Yeah. Which we find at the end, he's like, what's my superhero name? And he's like, Shazam. Yeah, but now he can never say his superhero name. Yeah. Well, that's the same problem in the comics and stuff like that now, too, because they don't really call him Captain Marvel anymore. Uh Yeah, because there's a whole copyright reason behind that. They're changing his name in the comics, actually. I've read that. Um, who's taking over the Shazam book? Is it music? Uh, I am on. Un- well, there big, isn't one yeah. right now. So it's whoever. Well, there's a new, going to be a new with. Shazam book. And I think it's Kurt Busiek. And uh, they're going to call him the captain. He's just going to be the captain. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, um, I like I Captain Every Power Jr. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, the, the place of all the doors. Oh, God. There were so many good moments. <laughs> Yes. When we, the, the one, the one, the person on the street, the man on the street called him Captain Marvel. I read about how that happened. So I guess it was. A, oh, you know who that actor was? Yes. Okay, good. Go ahead. So I watched it and the first thing I saw was the, the Winnebago. And I'm like, 
oh, that's a nice nod to the 1974 Saturday morning live action television series. And then you see the old guy with the dark hair and the, and red, the red shirt, shirt. with the yellow collar. I'm like, oh, that's the actor who played Billy Batson on on Shazam in the 70s. Oh. He's still out there doing his thing. And that was the shirt he wore in every episode. Because in the comics, yep. forever, Billy, that was Billy's, uh, Billy's look. look a, a blue pants and a red shirt with a yellow collar. So I can't think of the actor's name right now, but I, I caught him right away and went, I went, oh, that's nice. They gave him a part because they, he didn't get any, he didn't get a cameo in the first Shazam movie. So, yeah. so that was one of the little Easter eggs that the director was able to, to put in the movie. I guess it sounds like he had tried and wanted to do a bunch of stuff um, and had learned that, you know, I guess he learned his lesson after the first movie. In the first one, he wanted to have a Watchmen button in the original Shazam, just uh, in the background, but got told, no, you can't do that because it becomes a whole rights issue. And they're like, oh, well, it's Warner Brothers. And, but now, even then, like that's why uh, he wasn't allowed to make references to Superman or Batman in this movie. Mm. Um, or at least, you know, especially, or at least, especially see them. He wanted, I guess at one point, there was supposed to be a, uh, like a news report from outside of Philadelphia with maybe them reacting to what's going on. Oh, that's why they were like, oh, you're the guy who's friends with the superhero. And they didn't specifically say who the superhero was. Yeah. And then, uh, so these things like that, it all came down to, uh, yeah, not being allowed to do rights. So when they were doing the, that scene, I guess I forget what the, I think the, the line he was supposed to say was like, holy moly or some stupid thing. And then he's like, well, here, let's, Let's say, do it with you calling him Captain Marvel. And you just kind of put that, you know, they, feel, they won't let us use it anyway, but let's just do it. Um, so they did it. He put it in, in the cut and they were, he kind of asked for, you know, once they said, they're like, eh, Marvel's made reference to our characters. Like they've name dropped our characters. Why not? And I don't think there actually is a lawsuit over the word. Over no, the name Captain Marvel. There, because, because there wasn't a lawsuit. It's more of copyright issues that yeah. can pertain to that. Because DC's never had a book called Captain Marvel. They've always just sort of... they've uh, the, Any book that Captain Marvel has appeared in, he's been called Shazam. Yeah, uh, the, well book, that... the book has been called Shazam. More out of, we don't want to confuse Marvel people or... or yeah. Uh, yeah. Because basically the Captain Marvel in in Marvel comics, that name came about because the copyright had been abandoned because yes. Shazam was not originally a DC book. Oh. It was uh, Fawcett. Fawcett. Yeah. Um, so they just scooped it up and I don't think there was any like lawsuit behind it, but there was definitely legal ran wrangling like later on that basically came to the conclusion that you can call the captain, the character Captain Marvel, but you can no longer call like you can never call the book, the comic book Captain Marvel. Exactly. And that's why they've stayed away from it ever since. But yeah, it's just, it, it's weird. Yeah. But All if you right. think back to uh, Eternals, right, they used super, they said Superman and Batman as comic book characters in that movie when the kid and that yeah. with that kid, oh, right? yeah. so so that's why they were kind of just like, yeah, why not? What are they going to do? 
they, well, they, there, they, there, there is a certain amount of fair use that you can do, right? Yeah, like, exactly. And then, yeah, no one's going to get too upset because they go, oh, well, they used our names in their movie. We can use yeah. that name here, too. So why not? And it's a throwaway line. He's not calling himself that after anyway, but it's just a nice little thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, like Jen was saying, there's some really cool settings. <laughs> um, their renovations at the Rocky Fraternity. <laughs> Where's the new hangout? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The lair? <laughs> yeah, the lair. They finally found their lair. They were looking for one in the first movie, right? So I mean, that's exactly what a bunch of kids would do to a place like that. Oh, yeah. So I yeah. love it. <laughs> when they when they escape through the porta potty. Oh yeah. <laughs> and like Brent Brent pointed out right away, he was eating and pooping at the same time in, in a, a porta potty. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, you only got so much time on your lunch break. <laughs> yeah, I guess he was multitasking. Oh, yeah. Well, no, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed the first movie. And then once again, I was happy I enjoyed this one. It's, uh, you know, you get your nice family-friendly mes- uh, movie with a, a message and uh, a family that's being a big part of the story. Um. The kid that's, I guess, Captain Marvel Jr. or Captain Thunder, uh, whatever they call it, he calls it Captain Every Power in this movie. Oh, Freddy? Uh, th- yeah, Freddy. Thank you. Uh, the kid that plays Freddy did a great job. He had yeah. a lot of screen time. Yeah. He had more screen time than uh, Billy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the the love interest, I thought that whole story, part, like part of the story oh. was great. Yeah. Um, I didn't see it because I didn't know there was that there was the three sisters. I didn't, that wasn't spoiled for me. No, me so neither. Just, so I didn't know going into it until it happened that it's like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, same here. She's a bad guy. <laughs> but she was good too, and I loved that yeah. their three powers were like, I guess they were like the universe forming powers of chaos, mm-hmm. nature, and and axis, which yeah. I thought was odd but neat. Um, when he started throwing out all his magical knowledge in the prison, he's like, well, we'll just cast a spell of this. We'll, we'll blow out of here like a fart or we'll, you know, <laughs> let's make a potion. How do you make, how are you going to make a potion when you're in a jail, you're in a prison cell? There's nothing around you. You don't have a jar or a bottle or any liquids. How are you making a potion? Yeah. The wizard got a lot more screen time in this movie too. Yeah. He did a great job. Yeah. But all he's of always those... good. Yeah. All of those suggestions that Freddy was making were Dungeons and Dragons spells. Well, exactly. Yep. Which was hilarious. Because <laughs> all of his magical knowledge that, the, that everybody else was like, oh, Freddy should be here. You know, he's the one that knows about magic and stuff. And it's like, yeah, he knows about magic, like Dungeons and Dragons magic. Not necessarily <laughs> real magic. All right. uh, my turn? Yeah, yeah go for turn. it. I love this movie with the exception of the Skittles. I I did not <laughs> like the Skittles product placement at all. Uh, it just, I, I, I okay. To be fair, I didn't mind that they that that a kid would think that Skittles were like the like Ambrosia, but it was when they actually used the the catchphrase of the company uh, that that was going a little bit too far for me. Uh, I, I, it just, it just burned me. I'm like, oh, why, why did you go that far? 
Oh, see, but, I love, I loved that. Yeah, we thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I, I thought it was, I thought it was a little too much. But, uh, but I gotta say, I'm, I'm on the same page with you guys. I, I thought this movie was fun. There's a lot of rampant, um, uh, property destruction in this movie, though. Oh, I was thinking that like, the whole time. Like, that's so why they couldn't things. have Batman in it anymore. Like he got he got pissed off at Superman for it. Like, geez. <laughs> like we saw people getting killed in this movie. Like that one woman got that got tossed aside by the one of the monsters. I'm pretty sure she died. Like there was no like, she she hit that wall pretty good. Like, yeah. So that's uh, that that there was a lot of that, uh, but. Uh, and this movie was not filmed in Toronto like the last one was because nothing looked familiar to me. Uh, there was, was a Toronto credit in it, though. But I that, think it, it was for visual effects. It could because, be for visual effects. Because it did right. say it was filmed in Georgia uh, at one point at the end. Yeah. Um, but I thought I, th- I thought the movie was really fun. I do. Uh, <laughs> When they did the dream sequence with Billy going on a date at the Eiffel Tower with Wonder Woman and they never showed her face, I thought, oh, they're doing that again. And I think (laughs) that's what they were they wanted us to think. Right. Because that was the gag they used in the first movie when Superman came to visit Freddy at school. Right. We never saw his face. Uh, And then to have Gal Gadot show up uh, at the end of the movie was was a was a really nice touch, I thought. So, yeah, I, I thought that was cute. That. I did enjoy that. Uh, and, uh, you know, why are you so obsessed with Wonder Woman, dude? I think that I like. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just loved it. I, I like I like the team. I like uh, the kids. The, 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 the only problem with this movie series is they got to make them fast. Or the kids are gonna get too old, yeah. right? Yeah. They're yeah. already getting too old to be kids. Yeah. So um, that's an issue. But well, other than that, to be fair to this movie in those regards, like this movie got postponed due to the pandemic. Yeah. Like we probably would have seen this a year or two years ago at this point. Yeah. But you you aren't wrong either. Yeah. <laughs> so and. Who knows what, where we're going with this franchise now? Uh, because, well, you know, James Gunn has made some announcements and Shazam wasn't really part of them. So maybe they were waiting to see how it went. Well, it didn't go great if you look at the numbers for this weekend. Aww. Yeah, it only made $30 million domestically and $60 million overseas. So it's not it's not one of the big, uh, big movies of the of the summer. Maybe lots yeah. of people will hear our review and then more people will go. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, so, well, the, we're going to get into a couple things here with my review of it. Uh, I rather liked the movie. I, I think I liked it a little less than the, the three of you did. Um, my main issue with it is they introduce a weapon that it's one of those <laughs> things, and like I can like suspend my disbelief at other times. So this is purely maybe a me problem, but they introduce a weapon that could have ended this movie 20 minutes into the movie. Like why they didn't just steal everybody's powers right off the get go. 
I don't like that bugs me that that device like there you could have written in a bunch of things that would have like placated me of like well you can only use it once a day or like just put a stupid rule to it and I would have been okay but the uh, fact that they didn't kind of bugs me a little bit <laughs> um I, I other than that I I I quite enjoyed the movie that and with all the technology that we now have at our disposal and their disposal, the the actual Wonder Woman cameo at the end, it, it was, it, and I said this like when we got out of the theater, is I was positive then and now has been confirmed that Gal Gadot was not on set with any of those people. Oh, no. They shot her differently. She couldn't make it to Atlanta for whatever filming reason. She did it somewhere else. But it was one of those ways of, like, how they integrated to her. It was, like, old-timey, like, they should, like, cut from her shot, then cut to the other shot, and then it's obviously body doubles in in between. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, with all the technology at their disposal, we couldn't have done a little bit better than (laughs) than that, really? Uh, But on a whole, I like the movie. Now, the, the thing with it, though, is it brings up a lot of questions on where things are going here. Yeah. But I think that's the DCU at a whole right now. Yeah. That's probably part of it. Or things were in motion that they didn't want to really mess with too much. Cause it's, it's one of those things that like, well, we know that Henry Cavill's not coming back as Superman. Are they holding out hope? About keeping Gal Gadot on, or is this like, does this also, and this is completely cynical film nerd Brent talking here. Is this a good way of like getting her to do one last Wonder Woman thing and ending contractual obligations with her? Like, or you know what I mean? Like, that could be. be it was a way of like so they they get her to do some work that they know they're going to pay for regardless and now it's like that's one last thing they have to pay her for when they they end up like going forward without her yeah i, I, I and this is and like if you go back to past episodes we uh, it will be noted that we like the first wonder woman movie we all love and i think pretty universal between all four of us. We really like her as Wonder Woman. If I they brought her, her back and figured out a way to do it, I would not be unhappy about this. But it almost seems like they're trying with the stuff that they're doing, it really seemed like they were trying to have their cake and eat it too in regards to whatever's going on next. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows if they know? Yeah. Well, so back to when I was making that talking about uh, the things they were uh, weren't uh, were and weren't allowed to use. Yeah, I guess uh, early on in the script there was talk of having you know so you know that bonus scene that we see where they, he gets invited to the Justice Society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I guess the you know the Justice Society like some of those characters from the movie they had wanted to to have show up in the movie. So I think yes. so that was. Um, the so when we if you looked up the well when we were sitting remember we said um, wow 
we'll start that all over again. <laughs> when we were in the theater and we looked up to see if there was any bonus scenes and it said that one of the scenes was something to do with an abandoned plot, mm-hmm. it was that scene, not the second scene, mm. that was the abandoned plot point. Because I guess they had wanted to have characters from the Justice Society show up at some point in the movie maybe to invite him to join or something like that, like they did. Oh, okay. And it became that bonus scene with the two characters that uh, we also see in Peacemaker. And, and that also leads to like, again, the, the sort of confusion of what's going on forward because, okay, so we have Wonder Woman. Does this position, this movie clearly in the old Snyder verse. And then we have these people, and we know these people are going forward because of that Waller show that they're doing, right? Yeah. And so, James Gunn did, he made The Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, so I'm sure he's not going to erase his own work. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, it's, you know, like it's, as much as I like the Wonder Woman stuff in this movie, it, it would have been in many ways kind of better served with without it in there. Yeah. In some ways, like for future possibilities. Or at least if we had not just never seen her face. <laughs> yeah. It, Ryan and I actually joked on the, the Big B live stream last Tuesday that that should be the running joke for these movies from here on out. And I almost thought they were going to do that when we got that scene is like, oh, they're just they were. And then Shazam three, it'll be like we see Batman from the shoulders down. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, I'm starting. It's starting to feel like we're gonna run into uh, the same problem they did in the co- when they rebooted the comics with New Fifty Two, when not everything got rebooted, yeah. and then in the end they end up scrapping the whole thing again. It's really we- funny you mentioned that because I I was in a chat with the uh, the guys in the the Chain Reaction Wrestling podcast that I appear on on occasion, mm-hmm. and. That got brought up a little bit, like oh, they're they're wanting to do certain things. They should just do a fresh reboot. And I'm like, uh, I've been through this before. It was called the New Fifty Two, yeah, <laughs> which rebooted everything, unless you were Batman or Green and Lantern and parts of Green Lantern and a little bit of Flash. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, um, I guess we'll see because they've got what Flashpoint comes out next. Yep. Then Blue Beetle. And Blue, I saw Blue Beetle is going to be the the interesting one out of the lot to see what they're doing with that. Yeah. I, I saw a poster for Blue Beetle at the movie theater that I saw Shazam at. Oh, oh nice. Really? Yeah. Huh. yeah. It was just um, the Scarab logo. Yeah. But uh, it was up. Hmm. Hmm. I, I also think, like, it's it's the bad thing is, is people are going to look at the amount of box office this took in as a disappointment, but I don't know if it's so much of a disappointment as the, the pandemic has now effectively changed how we see movies. Yep. Like on a whole, like we it's, unless it is a huge thing that like you, you have to make it one of those things that like people cannot watch this at home. Because that because of the shortened window, like we'll be able to watch Shazam what in two months. Yep, coming to yeah. HBO Max. Yeah, well, I don't know, but it's like what 40, 45 days, right? And then they yeah, can so start even even less. Places, so yeah, 
Like because I uh, the I saw one today that uh, Knock at the Cabin Door, the M Night Shyamalan movie that has Batista in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I saw the notice that it's hitting um, uh, Hulu or one yep. of the streaming services that we don't get. And I'm like, oh, I had completely forgotten that movie was like, I had thought that it hadn't come out yet. Yeah. But I it's do just, you, it's that quick of a turnaround now. I, was, I can do you one better. Right now you can jump, jump on your Xbox and you can, yeah. you can rent or, or buy a copy of Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Yes. Already? I saw, I saw that really? that's out. Yeah. Huh. Which we had a customer come in the store on Saturday who said that their their parents went and saw it, or their and they're like our age of a customer and their older parents went and saw it and loved the movie. Thought it was I've the funniest thing ever. About cocaine bear, yeah. Yeah, so have I. Uh, but unless you're an avatar, a top gun, or like yeah. a Star Wars, maybe. You're going to get mixed results, and like these film studios really should kind of temper expectations with the like, especially since they're the ones who have knocked this down. You know, it's not it's it, like while like we uh we've all said, oh, I wish it was coming to home quicker. It's like it's the the studios have went like like nope, this is what we're doing now. So maybe temper your box office expectations to go along with that. Yeah, yeah, and the other thing is that. You know, the like you said, how the pandemic has changed going to movies. Well, for the one thing, a lot of people still aren't comfortable going out in public because yep. even though we want to believe it's done, it's COVID is still out there. And two, everything is more expensive now. Like oh, to yeah. go to a movie for two grown adults is 50, 60 bucks. Imagine taking a family of five. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just way too expensive. So, yeah, like you said, they have to temper their expectations because not everybody is making the money that they're paying their movie stars. <laughs> I I saw this movie at the IMAX cinema. So that cost me $25 to see the, yeah. just to see the film. Yeah. And it, it's not it wasn't even in, it's not even in 3D. It was just regular IMAX. Yeah. And but like, like even now you like to buy your tickets online, it, you have to pay a surcharge. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's why stupid. I now go and do it in person after I'm done work. That's ridiculous. And, and, the, and there's so few people going that you don't have to worry about, you know, yes, you want to buy it in advance, but like you said, you buy it after work, you just walk up, use their machine, don't pay the surcharge. Yep. Yeah. None of the movies, none of these big release movies, Marvel, anything, have I been into it and seen a sold out theater? I, I've been to two opening, like two, basically two opening day evening showings in a row now because i went and saw scream what is it ryan six scream six yeah yes scream six i saw scream six last week i saw shazam this week and neither one the theaters were were not even remotely packed and both movies did like fairly well not like super super numbers but did decently yeah so I guess we shall see how going forward. Yeah. I mean, if movies get much more expensive, uh, I'm not going to be going see, to see them in theaters either. Like, yeah, it, pretty, you pay for the subscription, you buy a bag of popcorn, you got the whole thing here and I can watch it in my pajamas. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That being said, I really want to see John Wick next week. <laughs> oh, 
and Dungeons and Dragons Dungeons after and Dragons. that. <coughs> yeah. Dungeons yeah. and Dragons is in two weeks. I was thinking that would be what our next episode is about. Oh yeah, that's definitely what our next episode is on. And then Mario Brothers is after that, and then yep. and then Guardians of the Galaxy three is that uh, coming up soon? First weekend yeah, of that, May. Yep. Same weekend as Free Comic Book Day. <laughs> <sighs> Well, we may have to go watch that on uh, on the Thursday, Brent. Yeah, well, well, we'll figure that out when we get closer <laughs> to that date, <laughs> or or maybe a Friday afternoon since you're off on if you're off on that Friday. Yeah, <laughs> we shall see. Yep. Um, so overall, uh, Shazam: Fear of the Gods, pretty solid entry into the um, DC universe stuff. Yeah, it's a solid entry into yeah. comic book movies. You know what? Yeah. Like this also reminds me. You know what we didn't talk about in the news? What is Zack Snyder's latest uh, tease? Oh, um, you know what? I who knows what bullshit that why. is? Yeah. What 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 was Zack Snyder going on about? So he he put out on Twitter uh, hashtag full circle of uh, a very brief clip with a sound clip of the guy who did um, Dark Side's voice. Oh, saying something and then like it's going to be a two day event of some sort. Uh, Let me just pull this up quickly. Oh, yeah, he's Zach with a K. There we go. Uh, Okay, so. It's a, he posted a, a message delivered by Lord Darkseid. It would we would something would be coming our way final weekend of April. Okay, Sorry, not a two name of it, but it doesn't say what. Now, part of me feels that because I I don't know this for certain, but I remember I th- seem to recall reading that the the guy who did the voice of Darkseid is an old friend of Zack Snyder's. Part of me really seems like this is going to lead to a trailer to that new like Netflix space opera thing that he's working on, oh. and he's just like he is trolling the oh. Snyder Bros. So hard. Rebel Moon? Yes, that one. The his 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 Star Wars movie? Yes, his Star Wars movie. Not to I remember what the two day event was now that I uh What was it? I, uh, it's the uh <laughs> there is a two day uh email bombardment or some such nonsense from the people who are demanding that Warner Brothers leased Netflix the the, oh, yeah, the, the rights to the Snyderverse. So then, yeah, they want Netflix to continue the Snyderverse. Yeah, because uh, they don't understand how copyright works. Yeah, they don't know how. Yeah, not to mention Netflix has never shown interest. Yeah, yeah. Why would Netflix want to do DC Universe stuff? Yeah, I don't know. That's exactly. another thing we didn't mention in the news that one DC project that was supposed to go to HBO Max is going to be on Amazon. That beware the Batman or the Batman. Um, is that official? Yes. Yes, oh, okay. it is. It was yeah, two season order. Yeah. Now that you've mentioned it. Yeah. See, it's tough. That, that came out, I think, like 
at the end of or the beginning of last week. So when I start digging through my news on uh, the day of a recording, some of that old stuff from two weeks ago doesn't uh, pop up. Because I forget about it. But that's good to hear because we, we were all looking forward to that. So Yes. Anyway, I took us off topic. Sorry. That's okay. I, I did it first. Yeah, that's okay. I think we're getting to the wrapping it up time of the show. Yep. So, oh, crap. Uh, I didn't think of a geek pick. Yeah. So Maybe thank last. you very much, everybody, for <laughs> listening. Uh, if you would like to help out the show, you can go to True North Nerds, or sorry, patreon.com slash True North Nerds. And become a patron today. Three bucks uh, gets you in the door. Uh, we are doing a little bit of uh, content here and there for it, but mostly it's just a like, hey, thank you for making the show. Um, and here's a couple bucks to help out. And with that, you do get a shout out at the very least. Um, our shout outs this month go to a returning Drew parent. <laughs> He's after, back! Yay, Drew! Somebody on the on the show uh, called him out. That's not, not why he's back. Names, but, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's yeah, all, Drew, it's all because of um, um, uh, what's that gaming platform? Steam. Steam. It's all Steam's fault. Steam stole his identity. Yeah, yeah. His 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 credit card information got compromised through through street uh, through Steam. So yeah, That's so not not, not his fault. No, I just thought it was funny. Uh, not not the compromise part. The the, <laughs> the, the whole part of you. Like, backpedal, backpedal, hey, backpedal. If I can't call out my brother, who can I call out? The very true. <laughs> uh, so thank you to Drew, uh, Karina. Uh, who we should try and have on the show in the near future to replace the one where she wasn't on that she was supposed to be on. <laughs> uh, Rhino Vision, uh, Alex James, Team Woods, who uh, created the nice little landing page of truenorthnerds.com, Mike Hammond, who has a 3D printing thing going on. Um, yes, I, I he's got a quite, a quite successful uh, Patreon of his own going yes. on. Yes. And uh, he does some really cool Pokemon-based stuff. And he's working. Cool. He, he did uh, recently. He did some uh, holders for your Nintendo Switch. He's working on some Pokemon-based dice towers right now. Oh, cool! Um, so yeah, he's got some cool stuff going on. Uh, I might have to get him to print me off a uh, throne like yours. Oh, the Cobra. The which one? The Cobra yeah, throne the for Boba or Fett. the uh, or the Boba Fett? Yeah, because I got I got the Boba Fett that you got. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and also thanks go out to Gavin and Rex, which brings us to Geek Picks. Who wants to go first? I will. My go favorite, um, one of my favorite sitcoms of the last few years is back this week, and I got to watch the first episode of season three of Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus. It came back. Um, AFC Richmond has been promoted back to the Premier League, but they are predicted to finish last and be re uh, relegated again. Uh, so, and um, the um, uh, uh, the one of the one of 
I don't know if you guys have watched Ted Lasso, if this is if this is a show that's on your radar or not. But uh, one of the characters went from being a nice guy who uh, worked for the team and that Ted helped to being a villain. And now he's working for the evil team that is that everybody hates. And uh, so that's sort of our plot for this season. And uh, I'm very excited to see where Ted Lasso goes because I love these characters and I love that the show can make me laugh and make me cry. It's just a great show. So Ted Lasso on Apple TV plus. Cool. Right. I haven't watched it because I don't have Apple TV Plus, but it is a show I'm interested in watching sometime. Mm-hmm. I um, pay for Apple TV Plus while Ted Lasso is on. Yeah. And then Schmigadoon is going to be on too. And as soon as I love that show too, as soon as that show is over, I will I will um, end my subscription to Apple TV Plus. I'm, I'm a dabbler in Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are some other things on that uh, platform that I'm really quite intrigued by. So it may be I'm, it may be sticking around for a while longer than I uh, normally have it. We'll see. Um, I'll go next. I binged watched a show uh, this weekend as well, or parts of a show this weekend. I was watching uh, season six, part two of My Hero Academia. Oh. Uh, I quite enjoyed this uh, anime. I've been getting it through uh, the Microsoft Store and watching it digitally on my Xbox. So usually I wait for there to be a sale and get it nice and cheap, but I noticed uh, I had seen a few news articles about the the season coming to an end or the last few com- um, just recently. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to see what happens in those episodes. So I looked and they had most of the episodes were have been dubbed and were on there. There's still, I think, two more to come out. So I just bought the season pass so I could get the rest of the season and ended up watching the, I think, eight episodes that they had um, between yesterday and today. They're half hour long. It's, it, and it's, and it's anime. So there's usually a little bit of overlap between episodes. So it takes a bit for the story to go on, but uh, it's a pretty good, uh, it's a good one. If you haven't watched it yet, I recommend My Hero Academia. And if you can get up to it, that's season six, part two. So that's what they break down their seasons into like 11 episode chunks, which kind of bugs me because they need to pay for more. But anyway, that show is about a superhero school, right? Is that or people with powers? Yes. So the whole, their world and actually, there's a few of their like offshoot movies on Netflix. So you can watch if you want. I think it's My Hero Academia Two Heroes is one of them. And I forget what the other one is. But you can kind of watch that and get a feel and learn for what everything is about. Okay. And then get a feel of the shows. But yeah, so their society, their world, uh, people have started being born with what they call uh, quirks. So powers and more and more people are being born with powers which to to the point where there's more people with a power than without a power kind of in the world. And it's more common to be, have a power. All right. So you, if you want to, you know, you can be a superhero, but it's like government sanctioned. They're not a vigilante. You're actually, you know, you have to go to school. You have to get a license. Otherwise you can't perform as a hero. So okay. the, the the main character in the show, Deku, he is, yes, he's in his like first year of school and he gets his, him and his classmates and they all have different powers. And, 
And of course, stuff keeps happening to them, and they, they keep getting involved in in the greater, you know, politics and the the, the villains. Because there's all you know, obviously, if there's that many people with powers, there's gonna be a lot of villains in the world too. Yeah. Um. So there's that. You can also get into the support class role. So if you're maybe not, maybe your power isn't a hero level power, but you can become a support person where you're either like a sidekick or you're creating the tech for the heroes or right. you know, the support people. So that's a you know, that's a part of it too, and it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Cool. Alrighty. Jen. My turn. Um. So I just listened to another book. <laughs> uh, it was a short one too, but there's an author Alex E. Harrow, um, and I've read a bunch of their stuff. And uh, this one just kind of popped up in my library feed, and I was like, "Oh, it's only three hours. I'll give it a listen." It was called A Spindle Splintered, and uh, I'll read the description in my uh, library app. Um, it's Zinnia's Gray's 21st birthday, which is extra special because it's the last birthday she'll ever have. When she was young, an industrial accident left Zinnia with a rare condition. Not much is known about her illness, just that no one has lived past 21. Her best friend Charm is intent on making Zinnia's last birthday special with a full Sleeping Beauty experience, complete with a tower and a spinning wheel. But when Zinnia pricks her finger, something strange and unexpected happens, and she finds herself falling through worlds with another Sleeping Beauty, just as desperate to escape her fate. So it's really neat. It's a bunch of like a multiverse type of a thing, but all tied into the folklore and mythology of the Sleeping Beauty story. Um, it definitely does not go how you would expect the Sleeping Beauty story to go. And I quite enjoyed it. So like I said, it, I don't know how many pages it is if you read it, but if you want to listen to it, the audiobook's only three hours long. So I got it done in like five days, <laughs> just driving back and forth from work. Um, and you should also uh, read or listen to the other books that Alex E. Harrow has done. Ooh, there's another one called A Mirror Mended. That's only four hours. All right, I'll have to download that. But uh, the, the book that got me into it was uh, The 10,000 Doors of January, which was really good. Um, and she's got a couple, or I don't know if it's she or he, so they've got a couple of other ones too. Uh, so yeah, I recommend books by Alex E. Harrow, specifically A Spindle Splintered. Very cool. All righty. That uh, leads uh, with me, I guess. Yeah. So I'm going to recommend something that I haven't even read yet. <laughs> what? That's not right. Ah, but it's also... Yes. Okay, I'll two-two. Uh, my first recommendation is for uh, Dead Romans number one comes out this week from Image Comics. Uh, what is that? Well, if you go back a week in on our show, you will know all about it because I sat down with writer Fred Kennedy to talk about it. It sounds like it's going to be an awesome comic. I'm very much looking forward to getting it in my hands this week. So, Oh, well, you're allowed you to recommend that. Yes. You read, no, okay. So plug, plug, plug for yep. our own show. Mm. <laughs> Um, beyond that, uh, I'm actually going to recommend something that, uh, I think we, we've probably talked about in the past, but I got the chance to read the, the latest issue this afternoon. Uh, the current run of amazing Spider-Man 
is oh, yeah? so good. Super good. I'm really enjoying it. And now we're getting into the we're getting into the 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 storyline where we find out uh why everybody hates Peter. Well, why everybody hates Peter this time, I guess. <laughs> um, including MJ, who, when this current volume started, she is like married to another dude with kids. And we're starting to find out how that even works. Um, it, this, this issue starts to answer. Are they her those kids? Questions. Oh, don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I don't want to spoil anything about it, but. I can't see how they're her kids. It's only oh, been... so you haven't read the issue yet? Oh, no, I read the issue. But I mean, oh, I, I, physically okay. how they're her kids. Oh, Because, yeah. you know, there hasn't been that much time gone by. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk after we're done. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so uh, Amazing Spider-Man, the, this current run, uh, written by uh, Zeb Wells and drawn mostly by John Romita, the first two trades, I think, are out. At least the first one definitely is. I want to say both uh, both the first and the second one are. Cause, yeah, because the Hobgoblin one's out now, too. So uh, that's the, the Hobgoblin, I believe, is number three, because I just put it on the shelf yesterday. Yeah. So... There we go. Um, next episode, as Kevin kind of alluded to earlier, is probably going to be uh, at least a couple of us, if not all of us, reviewing the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves movie. Woo! It looks super awesome. Film. And uh, well, the question is, is how awesome is it going to be? Or is it going to be a lot of fan service that leaves us empty? Tune in to the next episode <laughs> in two weeks to find out. Uh, in the meantime, uh, where can everybody find uh, you guys? Well, let's start with me. I am on uh, Galaxy Class, the Star Trek The Next Generation podcast on the BQN. Um, so you can find me there. We are actually uh, live doing live streams uh, for all of our episodes uh, presently because we are reviewing every episode of Star Trek Picard as it comes out because it really is a reunion show of our favorite people from Star Trek The Next Generation. So we are doing that live on Saturday afternoons. Um, I'm not on this week's episode because I had other commitments, but I should be on the rest of the of the run uh, for Star Trek Picard. Um, and you can also catch me as the scorekeeper and judge on this week's episode of the Trexperts Quiz. Um, I recorded that last week, too, um, with, uh, and that is also on the BQN network. So we got lots of stuff going on over on BQN if you like Star Trek. And even if you don't like Star Trek, there's some new stuff coming over there, too. Okay. Brian? Oh, well, you can find me here and then uh, on this network on the other our other show, uh, Tales from the Collectiveverse, where Ed Snowhawk, uh, yeah, Snowhawk Campbell and I will talk about toys and collecting and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, our next episode will be recording sometime in the near future. Uh, I have to talk to him about that, and we'll figure that out. But uh, yeah, there'll be plenty for us to talk about with, uh, you know, there's been lots of new stuff out this month, so and lots of brand new news. Like we'll, I'm sure we will be gushing over the news of the 89 Batmobile 
because we've been saying, well, at least I've been saying that I wanted that ever since they said that Michael Keaton was going to be in the Flash movie. <laughs> so, yeah, you can find us there. You can find us on Instagram, too, at Tales from Collectiverse, where we post photos and videos of the toys we pick up. Cool. Uh, and we should also uh, put out uh, our best wishes to Snowhawk Cosplay. Uh, he has had a little bit of an injury. Nothing super serious, but uh, it sucks. And uh, hopefully he will be on the mend shortly. Yep. So, uh, yep, your turn. Uh, you can find me here at True North Nerds. Um, you can also find me at in, on Instagram at Dolls and Ponies. And I take pictures of all of the dolls that I keep buying and buying and buying. Um, my new obsession is Rainbow High. Yeah. Why do I always pick the expensive <laughs> ones? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so follow me on Instagram. And yeah, otherwise I'm on this podcast, which you're listening to right now. All right. Turn, Brent. Uh, right now, this is my main thing. Uh, I am focusing mainly on True North Nerds at the moment. Uh, I will. I have been requested to do an episode of The Dark Side shortly, so I will probably do one in the near future. You should. Um, yep. But it, yeah, it's just eh. eh. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's the fitting everything in, and plus, like a little bit of rest as well. So. Yeah. And um, before I forget, you can also find Brent and I live every Tuesday night on Big B Com- Big B Barry, uh, Big B Comics Barry, or Big B Barry Comics. What's what is the Facebook page? Big B Barry. Yes. Yes, on the Big B Barry Facebook page, where we do our weekly com- little comic show about new releases, selling, trying to sell everything. As the boss puts it, he wants us to sell stuff. So, <laughs> yep. That's kind of the point when you work in a retail store. Bingo. Yes. Yep. Seem to be doing an okay job, though. Yep. You're very busy when I was in the store on Wednesday. Well, it was Wednesday. That's New Comic Book Day. I know. Mm. That's why I was there. Exactly. <laughs> See, we've already got you buying comics. So I know. There's a new customer. Damn you! Damn you! <laughs> Just when you thought you were out, we pulled you back in. Yes, I'm reading, <laughs> I'm reading Star Trek and Star Trek Defiant, the new books from IDW. Alrighty, thank you very much for listening, and we'll uh, talk to you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Such a phasers to sexy. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, Please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. So set your phasers to sexy.